I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yo, 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 and congratulations to all the Liverpool fans out there on probably the most amazing football comeback in history last night against one of the best in the world. You, you deserve it, la. Congratulations to all my Scouser cousins out there. I hope you're hung over to bits this morning. Um, yeah, well done. And also a huge congratulations to Prince Harry and Meghan on the birth of their bundle of joy, a baby boy. I wish you guys all the best for the future and keep listening to the show. Tonight in the Workmen's Club in Dublin, I will be doing a work in progress show. Last night was great fun, so do please come along again tonight. I am on with the amazing Garode Farley and the one and only Joanne McNally, who is starting to write her brand new show straight after she just sold out her first Vicar Street there uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. So, um... Do come down. It's going to be great fun. Tickets are available on the door or on www.theworkmansclub.com forward slash events. And I'm going to be playing Vicar Street myself on June the 15th. This is a fundraiser in aid of uh, Temple Street Children's Hospital where you get to see some of the best acts in the country all gigging together. Uh, and we're all performing for free to raise money for the Children's hos- Hospital. Uh, tickets are available online on the Aiken Promotions website or on there's a few other outlets that are available on as well but I think if you google lol for Temple Street you will find the place to purchase them and please do it it's for a great cause loads of other gigs coming up I am going to be doing a lot of travelling over the next few months going to be down in Cork and Waterford and stuff like that but I'll um, keep you up to date on all those gigs uh, next week but do uh, if you want to keep up to date on myself do follow me on Instagram on Twitter at hello Stevo um, that's that that's all the announcements Today's show is a blast from the past. This is my good friend Kevin Powell, a chef with a twist. This conversation happened uh, over a year ago and Kevin opened up about all sorts of stuff and how some of his struggles have led him to some really interesting places. Uh, he's found his, his way to having his own restaurant and a wine bar here in Dublin uh, via quite the unconventional route, you might say. He's a fingless native. He's the owner of Meet Me in the Morning restaurant and Loose Cannon Cheese and Wine Bar. Delighted to bring you this golden oldie. Enjoy Kevin Powell. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Powell. <laughs> How are you, my man? Yeah, I'm good. Good to have you. I was just wondering if that intro was in your notes. <laughs> 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 Introduce Kevin. The Gruel Gorilla. Yeah, that's... 
How many, when I first met you, I remember you had a count of how many different Instagram handles you had. Well, like, if any time I found one that I like, like the ring of, I was like, I'll set that up as an account in case I need to use it. Oh, you, so you're just... Ne- you're never just got around to my pesto company, <laughs> ma- ma- mani- Manipesto. Manipesto. Yeah, I still have it. Right? Okay. Right? <laughs> you got to get those domains while they're going early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You were tired? Oh, fucking, yeah, it was a very long weekend. I'm sorry I didn't make it on Saturday. It's okay. I was I was busy trying to make people laugh in the in the in the comedy club, but uh, how did it go? Tell me about it. So for everybody who doesn't know, Kev has just opened, but has it officially opened as a restaurant. No, 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 no. It's it's on the way. But yeah. you did your first. You did your first. Yeah, we got meal. we we find we're, we've been a cafe since last April. Cool. I took part of the company back in January, so like, yeah, we got our wine license on Friday, and we had our first event on Saturday. Nice, amazing. Straight into it. How did it go? It went good. I, yeah. f- I fed 20 people. Nice. And 20 people are still alive. It was like yeah. a, a seven-course meal and a bunch of snacks and everything had goat meat somewhere inside of it. That was the theme, Apart wasn't it? Apart from the donuts. Apart from the donuts didn't have goat. Why not? Yeah, well, Could goat, have goat cream, goat, no? goat milk, yeah. Made goat, goat, yeah, yeah. Made goat custard. That counts. Uh, and so that was the theme, was it, of the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, um, I work with these guys called Brock Gammon and um, I, I actually catered their wedding. That's how I met them. But they, they're like a goat a st- wedding. Oh. Uh, no, right. go anvil wedding. Right. Oh, mm. they take a surplus dairy, uh, like uh, surplus bull calves and billy goats from the dairy industry, uh-huh. and rear them for uh-huh. a few months and then eat them. That's that's the thing, isn't it? I know this about the goat industry. Actually, is that they can't really do much with the males, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Normally, when they're born, they're just killed straight away. That's and right. Then yeah. In the dairy, like as far as like cattle dairy goes, they get shipped to France, and so they have about eighty percent fatality rate on the way over there. Wow. So just so so explain that to people who aren't in the food industry how the so the the goats get born they get, just you can only get milk the, from female animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. <laughs> but like one in one in two is male. All right, you yeah. know it's, it's a pretty even number. So they normally kill all the males on the right. spot or as they're born. Uh, they're they're about Jesus. Wow. So uh, these guys up in the north take buy them from the the, the dairy farmers mm. and re- rear them for meat. Wow. So yeah, at what age yeah. do they buy them? A few days. They 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 kind of they ha- they hang on to them for a few weeks at the farm and then they take them off once they've been weaned enough, you know. Right, right. And then they rear them. Yeah, in the in the last restaurant establishment that I worked in, we had suckling kid on the menu, which was very very Milky. popular. Milky and popular. Mm. It is you do actually have to I found you have to um What's a nice way of saying kill, murder them? <laughs> you, but you have to do murder them at the right age, basically, yeah, for yeah, eating. Because yeah. if it's too young, it's a little too milky. Yeah. And if you let it go, literally for two, three more weeks, it's the 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 texture of the meat is nice. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like more developed. Towards, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you feel a bit guilty eating them at a certain point. Yeah. Well, I was trying to um, when I was telling people, about it, I was like, "Oh, it's goat meat." And they're like, "Oh, goat meat." And they're like, "No, no, it's baby goats." I was like, "In a nice way." <laughs> I didn't sell a lot of tickets to the event. <laughs> <laughs> the pit, there was something wrong with the pitch. Of the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. But it went well because I sat down with you just by coincidence. I happened to be around on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And uh, you were going to the menu. You were doing the wine pairing. Yeah, we done the pit with Pascal. Yeah. It was seven courses and like a it bunch of little snacks as well and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't. But I mean, it wasn't just <laughs> you know the elements that were going into every dish. The work that you put into every dish is seriously impressive. From the Kev Powell that I knew that <laughs> was doing hot dogs outside the front of the fucking <laughs> Twister Pepper. FDHDs. That's what they were called, right? 
like fucking, FDH, fuck, well, fucking deadly hot dogs. That's right. I remember that. Do you remember? Do you remember we we did an event? I can't remember what it was, and I was. Uh, you were doing hot dogs, but we were doing some Latte game. Throwdown. Was it? You were I, emceeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but out the front, there was a uh, you and I. Do you remember we Wait, did that what sign? Was, it? was like, yeah, yeah. Beat Steve, beat Steve, get us something. Beat Steve Be- off. Beat Steve <laughs> off. That was it. But what was the game? I don't know. I don't was, even think yeah, anybody I, played it. No one. Be- no one. You off. No one beat me off, or I didn't beat anybody. Mm. But that's a lot. Like, how long ago is that? That's four. Fuck. years ago yeah I ran ran news that occurred my like dinner thing for like two years on mm. its own and then I set up Grill Grill it uh, so I could do stuff in Tamp and Stitch so news news that occurred was because uh, I edited that as well yeah it was like a three course meal for 25 quid and That's you right. go down to the market two days later but in your house this in is my the, house this is yeah. It, yeah this is the interesting it, thing yeah, about yeah it kind of started on a Wednesday I'd done it every Wednesday for two years Um, I kind of set up the show off to a girl at the time I was just like, I'll set up a restaurant. Give us a sec. Is that real? Yeah, a little bit for Robin. Oh, uh, like I, was, wow. I was yapping about food one day, and I was like, and it was a, it was an amalgamation of things. Just just but the update on that uh, relationship, guys. She fucked off to Japan. <laughs> really bad food. Not in Japan. Just no, in no, no. And all seriousness, that was a great event. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. So it's an I, unusual thing to invite people into your home. And yeah, well, I ran I ran that for two years, and then I set up Grill Gorilla, and I. Uh, after a year of that running, I like amalgamated them all into the one big thing, and yeah. I spelled gorilla correctly. Then, as in gorilla warfare, <laughs> <laughs> I used to have one or, and then I was like, two wars weren't so official. <laughs> and uh, I made it bigger. And at one point, we were seating twenty-two people in my house. In your gaff, yeah, in Temple Bar, two, two tables, and I had like one of my massive bookcases. I just screwed casters into the underneath. I could just wheel it over, or it could like fall over. And like yeah, so my house still looks like a restaurant half the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just, remember the kitchen. And now there's like 35 chairs in my house, and I don't know what to do with them. Are you so still have them? If anyone wants some chairs, I've got loads of chairs. There you go. You can at Stephen J Mullen on Twitter. <laughs> I'll be flogging some chairs later on, folks. Yeah, half them are from you know where Crackbird ended up. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember those chairs. Yeah, yeah. I, I messaged Joe Macca one day. That's I was like, right. Here, yeah. You got all them chairs in your basement. He's like, Yeah, and I was like, Can I have a bunch of them? He's like, Whatever. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> stealing loads of chairs from. My I house. remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, still got them chairs. They're wow. Ugly chairs. Are you still in that house? Yeah, Temple it's my Bar. tenth year above sin, above, which is which now is gone. Rest in peace. As of two weeks ago. Wow. Quiet weekends for the first time in a decade. Did you manage to ever manage to do a deal with News of the Curd slash into sin? Like follow up. With um, those? they had a, no, but they had a full kitchen that they used to store kegs in. But I never got around to actually oh. being that stuck that I was like, I'm gonna go into sin. And prep food. <laughs> so four years ago, that's what you're at. You're doing pop ups. You're doing little little bits and pieces around the place. Yeah, yeah, traveling around, not doing too much, just doing enough to afford me to wander off. Uh-huh. So yeah, and a- and literally, so you said you took over your partnership. Yeah, Brian, who owns Meet Me in the Morning, mm. came to me Christmas last year, mm. and he was like, "I can do so much on my own." I can do so much more with another person. Yeah. So he offered me a percentage if I came on and, you know, not a wage. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, deal. Deal. <laughs> so now I'm really poor and I work a lot of hours. <laughs> but, you know, we have a wine license. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. 
<laughs> job <silver> done. <laughs> but it's a, it is an amazing like uh, that's what I love about you, man. Is like when I met you back in the day, like you were literally just doing hot dogs one day, doing a pop up in your gaff another day. Yeah, it was it was uh, someone called me like a, a career uh, pop up artist. That yeah, was, yeah, I just uh, you were. I I had a full time job doing like six different things all at once. That is the unusual thing about you yeah. taking this job and meet me in the morning. The, is well, that yeah, the, you're actually it, tying yourself down. Yeah, and, and it's been a real strange feeling because like I worked by myself or with Robin or whatever for like nearly five years and just, you know, left the country and wanted to leave the country or didn't do anything for a month and I didn't. And like, yeah, I'd find the cash or struggle to... Because mm. I never I never made so much money that I'd be like, I can go traveling for two months or yeah, anything. Yeah. I always just made enough to pay my rent and kind of enjoy myself or hang out like that's how we know each other for me just sitting in cafes I made like, you a lot of coffee Kevin. you made me a lot of coffee <laughs> you and Robin used to love uh, a little four ounces there you go <laughs> yeah. coffee guys coffee <laughs> what were they called we had a nickname Gibraltar uh, Jibs, Gibraltar uh, we, we the, called it something to annoy Tom didn't we the Stafford <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah that was just uh, uh, shout out to my I was going to call him Big Man. I thought you were going to call him weird. Daddy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. That's you called him, right? Shout out to my daddy, <laughs> still <laughs> the, the owner of Vice Coffee Inc., whatever, Steve. Those were good days, though. You and Robin used to come in, and it was a thing. You'd come in, sit at the bar, and I made you guys a coffee. Yeah, you Robin were quite specific about elbowed me making... you, elbowed the flat white. I do hands. remember that, yeah. All over the floor, it was that flat white. Yeah. You used to make biscotti. Yeah, I forgot about you guys used we to had, make... We had a little cake cake delivery service for a while, yeah. For advice, yeah, you so guys used to and, make And roasted brown, and somewhere else, and tamp and stitch. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just in my kitchen. My kitchen, I owe my kitchen, like, a debt of gratitude. It's for, like, half... Like, maybe two-thirds of the time I've lived there, it's actually given me a livelihood. Yeah. And it's, like, a hard-working little kitchen. Um... Where does that come from? Because here's the here's the thing that I find. Like, I grew up in a house that was full of food because my mother's Argentinian. Mm. She was raised by Italians. So it was like <laughs> food, 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 yeah, food, yeah. food. And we were used, used to that. And we we didn't eat what the what the, the standard Irish kid ate in the, for example, 80s in Cork and Ireland. Mm. Like, we used to go next door and it was always potatoes involved and all yeah, that. And, we, and I, I remember my mum making us Irish food and couldn't couldn't eat it, like, you know. Yeah. We grew up on pasta and fajitas and all this kind of stuff from South America and mm. Italian food. So it was part of our culture. It was normal to cook in the house and all that. I wouldn't say it's the standard in every... It's changing now. Yeah. But where from your age, it wouldn't have been the norm, surely. No, and we, I grew up, like, in a really poor household, like, when, when like, I was, like, the 80s for... My family, like, my mom was on a career break and my dad was, like, a painter and decorator who was not working. Yeah. You know, we just didn't eat much of anything most yeah. of the time. And uh, where, are you, where are you from? You're from Fingless. Castle Lock, isn't it? <laughs> from Fingless. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just, uh, we grew up with, like, a fairly sparse diet, but, mm. like, our parents were never, were never, like weird about food in the house we could eat whatever we wanted or right. whatever we were interested in yeah apart from my mom who like hates onions or things that remind her of onions <laughs> or like things that she thinks might be related to an onion like parsley alright yeah or are celery they, are, if it has a crunch cousins, if she, if she, no right. <laughs> if it has a crunch it's related to an onion she's having nothing to do with it are leeks related to onions yeah a little yeah. bit yeah. alum isn't it isn't alums, that yeah, alums that's, that's the name of the family um, but like yeah so but she was an amazing baker she loved baking okay. and my dad really liked eating so yeah. like 90s when my little sister kind of came along uh, people kind of more got into it around like us like around their house and stuff more mm. into cooking and stuff but it was never never something that I actually had an interest in when I was young mm. 
and uh, then I, I moved. I was working like for a phone company, and I got re- I'm big now, but I was like twenty seven stone big then. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. What does that look like? Not good. <laughs> Real bad. And um, yeah, I had like um, like forty six inch waist and like a fifty six inch chest, and wow, uh, fuck. it was fucking unhealthy. And How I, old are you when that was? When you're at that stage? Um, ten years ago, twenty one, twenty two. Right. And so, what's going? How how does that happen? Is that I, I, I had this I had this well paying job. I worked for like a phone company, mm. and I just I just done like 11 hours a day, six hours, six days a week there. Right. And I was like chicken filler rolls and like croissants and liters of milk. Like that was my lunch, you know. Milk. Milk. Strawberry That's a milk. big Irish thing as well. People laughed at me when I was living in the UK and I would say, people used to grow up, what you have for your lunch and when you were a kid and people used to drink milk. Do you remember yeah, they used to the deliver milk to the school? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird in other places. Yeah, people don't drink milk like that. We, we just drink, <laughs> we drink milk like, like water. That. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I moved to Cavan. I, I, Growing up with this guy called Felix, and mm-hmm. his mom Silke is a cheesemaker. She makes Kalegi cheeses. And I quit my job and it was just fucking miserable. And he's like, oh, why don't you just come down to the farm for a few days and relax? So I spent 18 months there working. <laughs> I didn't That's come right. back up pretty much. I remember you became a cheesemonger. Yeah, I, yeah. But I was a cheese, <laughs> and I was a cheesemaker for almost three years before that, I, working for her and doing a little bit of traveling. Right. I ended up in Corsica for a while making cheese and then around the south of France doing random shit. Corsica um, is yeah. great wine as well, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it's just a cool spot. How the fuck did you end up in Corsica? Because she knew a cheesemaker there, right? That like he was like, because I wanted to learn to make a cheese called Brindamore, which is like a sheep milk cheese that okay. I really like. Yeah. So yeah, I ended up like dropping nine stone in about eighteen months. My first eighteen months there, just working, working right. like fucking all the time. Amazing. And uh, yeah, go go farming, <laughs> go <Goat, laughs> uh, organic lamb and pig farm, and then they had the dairy next to it. Okay. So yeah, I just and that's kind of when I found food properly. Kind of found that if I enjoyed what I ate, I did not eat as much of it actually. But it was like instead of like overly substantial amounts of stuff, if I was just satisfied. Mm. So I just started like thinking about food like that, and yeah. now I've got a very weird way of thinking about food. But it works. Yeah, I can make up menus quite rapidly on the spot, like the goat menu I was sitting yeah. in, sitting in Berlin twelve days ago. With my now girlfriend, who hates, not hates food, but doesn't have any interest in it. In and food? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, she's just interested in history and shit. <laughs> she does have a mind. Can she's I tell crazy. the story you told me the other day? Mm. No. Oh, yeah, that oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep telling people that, so maybe I'm, Can not, I I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, it mightn't be out for a while, but like, yeah. like, in my, <laughs> you're, like, you're <laughs> she might not be my girlfriend when it comes to so that's be all right. right. That's you true, know? That's yeah, so fair point. I made him do it, but. <laughs> You must be the only man that I know. <laughs> even even into I've never even heard of a, a man who's who has managed to give a woman a stroke during the act. Yeah, um, they say it could have been you know an underlying condition that you know, <laughs> high blood pressure brought on the stroke. But yeah, I mean, uh, thank that, God we're that, laughing now. Happened. We're laughing now, and thank it God she's okay. It was fucking scary yeah. as fuck when it happened. So I went to work actually three hours later because I had brunch service on. And I left it there. But she was all right at the time. So that's just to confirm, um, like he did during the act, poor old Kevin's <laughs> better half had a stroke. Yeah. And ended up in hospital for a bit. Yeah. Not that long ago. No, but now, like, we just, I'm just going to, like, let people know she's, like, 62 and <laughs> she's, she's on a few years. It's just, it's what I'm into. 
No, it was uh, it, it was it was 62. it was eleven days before her twenty ninth birthday. Oh my god! Right, and she had like a miserable week running up to her birthday because she was in the matter on the acute stroke ward with just a bunch of really old people. So yeah, she's not wasn't happy about that at all. Where did you meet? Uh, stroke victim. No, um, <laughs> where uh, Tinder? But actually, I knew it. I was going to say Tinder. Um, I actually, well, no, that's the thing. We met on Tinder, but what is your profile photo? Oh, uh, it's a load of anime, a uh, load of illustrations that I Robin drew me. <laughs> that's his ex-girlfriend, folks. <laughs> and um, man, it's just it's just a catchy profile. People are like, you know, Robin drew me well. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I met her there, but actually, she used to go out with a friend of mine like six years ago. Well, actually, he's not really a friend. And his name's also Kevin. Right. So sometimes she accidentally so calls her me thing. his name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she accidentally calls you his name. <laughs> no, she says his full name instead of my full name. Are you in bed? And she goes, oh, Kevin. And you're like, Kevin. which one? <laughs> which one, man? Um, but I had forgotten that I had met her mm. entirely. And she'd actually been to two of my meals and met me a bunch of times. In the house? Uh, no, ones I held in the science gallery. Okay. I don't think she'd be into my house. I asked her that. She said no. I'm not sure if she was lying. There's a lot of people have been to my house. They have. Um, so, yeah, we got off to the right footing. I totally had forgotten who she was. And, uh, yeah, went on a few dates. When was that? That was January? November so- last year. Shit. So, November of last year, and uh, you got a new girlfriend. And, like, two months later, six weeks later, you get a new business as well. Yeah. I, like, actually, yeah. We had, like, this re- really good, good period at the start where... I was I was doing weddings and stuff at the time with Pete. Oh yeah. So we were doing like two jobs a month and like just forage and we foraged for a year straight. That's what we tried I to remember do. Remember that? Yeah. We yeah. tried to just learn as much as we could. So we just foraged like five days a week and done meals like once a month and maybe done it the odd private gig, and it was great. And uh, so I met her and I, was, I walked into work like almost every morning and hang out and I'd see her in the evenings and then um, I shacked up with Brian and I was like, yeah, I won't see you for a while. Brian who? Brian O'Keefe. No, oh, yeah, not really right. shy. In, in meet me in the oh, morning. you don't live with him, right? <laughs> kind of yeah. do live with him. <laughs> I spent 22 hours there the other day. Wow. He was also there. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah, so, um, yeah, kind of uh, changed, like, we had a nice dynamic at the start, and, there, and then she was like, so you're not going to be around for a while? And I was like, in the evenings? <laughs> So we went to see a film last night, which was 71 minutes long, and I slept for, I think, 29 minutes of it. Right. What was it, though? The Party. Okay, well. It's like a British satirical, political... There's a Kevin's review for it, folks. <laughs> great for at least Snooze. 32 minutes. But do you find that... Go- I was bad maths, 42 minutes. <laughs> do you find that because she's not into what you do, that it, it complements the relationship a bit more? Yeah, well, like... She's, like, super interesting in ways that I've never known somebody. Like, I've always kind of stayed within my circles of mm. people that are, like, interested in what I'm mm. interested in. And then, like, so she's got total other interests. We we talk about things that are not related to my job, which is actually pretty refreshing Yeah, to have. But, like, yeah, she enjoys the food I cook for her, but it doesn't matter what it is, you know? Yeah, because you know the way that... The coffee is a big world uh, when you're working it sometimes, you know, and you kind of go on about it a little bit, like yeah. I've been part of and stuff. And uh, she liked you the other day because you didn't do that. She uh, likes any of my mates that don't talk about coffee, and I'm like, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> she hates coffee as well. <laughs> yeah, but that was what I was going to say is yeah. that, like, but when I went out with the. Uh, my girlfriend for the first time was like, uh, yeah, so I work in this cool restaurant, I'm doing this coffee. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah so just, she didn't just, give a shit. Like, there was no yeah. one pressing her on any yeah. level at all. But it is a definitely a good compliment because you just, you, yeah, just get your head out of your arse sometimes. Yeah, you do, when you, and then I'm not interested in anything she's interested in, so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's not true. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. We yeah, just had a mood change, intense. folks. We've got some sexy lights in this studio. That <laughs> no, like, she's out now. Nice we, 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 obviously, we share some similarities, but, like, uh, she used to, and she doesn't as much after the stroke. She's, like, her mates, her, she's quite sociable, and I'm probably not a sociable. Mm. So, like, I'm like, yeah, go with your friends, but I'm not, I'm not going out. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Do you think that's a male thing? Because I'm the exact same. And any, any, because I, I spent the summer in Portugal, yeah. as you know, we had the baby over there. And every evening she's like, she wants family to come over and visit and all mm. that kind of stuff. I'm like, fuck no. Just like, you know, but they want to meet you. I'm like, I don't want to meet anybody. But she I'm really a, loves sitting around with the whole family yeah. around, having a big meal, you know. Yeah. And all no, that. like, I, I, like, she's, like, she actually still has met my brother. She only brought that up this morning. I didn't realize. I always, I've only seen my brother three times since I've been going out with her. But my brother already lives in Crumlin. Mm. Just, I see him every night. He comes in for a coffee. He's coming for a coffee too out of those three times. Right. Um, but yeah, just. But I'm you've not, always been like that with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We're just, we're like, we're we're really good friends, but we're not yeah, like doing our own thing. Yeah, we're not gonna go hanging out. Yeah, we've been out for years when we grew up because we just grew up alone. It was just me, my brother, and my sister for most of like. Maybe like from age eight till age fifteen till I moved out. What you didn't hang out with other kids and things? No, no. Like um, my dad was kicked out. My mom was a bit awol. <laughs> so oh, right. We actually just lived at home together, the three of us. Wow. I know Millie still lives with me now. Yeah, like, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It's who, actually Brian, who I now work with, uh, asked a asked a mutual friend where we married. Because, you know, we shared the same last name. We lived in the same place. Uh. And, and I, I got introduced to her by somebody else. Juan, who used to work for Tree. He was That's like, right, yeah. oh, do you know Millie? I was like, yeah, I, I grew up with her. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Because, so yeah, we have got quite, uh, like, social. We spent a lot of time together, the three of us. And then, yeah. like, my brother moved in with his now wife's family when he was 15. Okay. And I had already been living outside of the house since he was 12. So Since he was 12? Yeah, your I, older I, I, yeah, I left when I was 15. Right, wow. And so, where did yeah. you go 15? North Circular Road. Stayed on someone's couch for like a few months. Then I just slept in people's beanbags or spare rooms for like, till I was moved into my, my apartment that I live in now is my only apart, only place I've ever lived in. Wow. Before that I just How did you get that? Because it's like legendary <laughs> location. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Um, Kevin we, lives in the middle of Dublin, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, we took like six months my friend Isaac at the time, he was like, we took, we want, both wanted a place that had a double room. So we found this place that had two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a big sitting room with a nice kitchen. We're just like, oh, grand. I got so excited and I said we'd take it. I didn't realize there was like two other doors in the apartment when I moved in. So yeah, I, I, we, we, we said yeah on a Tuesday. Isaac was like, oh, I need about a week to move in. He's like, how long will you move in? Uh, how long will it take you? And I was like, oh, I should be in tomorrow. I'm ready now, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I collected all my stuff from around the country from places <laughs> I had stayed. And uh, yeah, it spread all up like in two van loads. I was like, I moved in. Is that a part of 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 how would you say life philosophy is a bit fucking arty wanky to say? But like, <laughs> you've definitely in the time that I've known you, like I've had a few. So like, I, I remember telling you one time that I was going to New York or something like that. Yeah. And you told me about the time that you went to New York, where you pretty much went for ten days and you didn't sleep in any building. Yeah, I went. I told, someone bet me that I wouldn't go to New York, and I booked flights and flew to New York. But I spent all my money on the flights. So I just wandered the streets. I only went over with a satchel. I remember I was going through like 
the immigration on their end. I'd mm. already done the pre-clearance here. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, have you forgotten your baggage? And I was like, no, no, just, I got this satchel and it's got a few t-shirts in it. Just keep these jeans on and it's a pair of shoes, really, you know? So, um, yeah, I spent 10 days just, um, I'd done a little bit of work for Dean and DeLuca when I was there. Okay. And then I just hung out with people, just met random people, and they're like the nicest homeless people in the world. Really? Yeah, anytime I travel, I just tend to, like, stay outside. So, like, I traveled for 19 weeks before I started, like, to sail to France. Nope, sent to Spain, uh-huh. where you can't sleep on the streets. They give out to you. You can't even sleep on the beaches. Really? Yeah. So was that down Andalusia? And yeah, and I started. That? I was in Valencia, and then I ended up in Castellon to buy yeah. a lot of drugs. Often nice bartender, <laughs> and I kind of travelled up and I was in Barcelona for a few days, and then I went into the south of France and went really slowly along the base there. I got into like, um. I ended up in Monaco. I was on a train. I had like I had an Interrail pass for the first twenty one days I was doing uh-huh. it. Um I was like on this train and bumped into a bunch of Ukrainian people and they were like, Oh, we're having a party in this apartment in Monaco. Do you wanna come? And I was like, Yeah, sounds like a great time. And How's I got your, there. You're Russian or Ukrainian? What? How's your Ukrainian? Uh, real bad. Seemingly <laughs> bad enough that I blacked out at some stage during during this party and I woke up and my top of my head was split open. And the place was wrecked, and everyone else was kind of KO'd. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" Honest, I don't, I don't know why it happened. And I ran down to the beach. Um, I, I just had a quick shower because there's be- there's showers everywhere on the beaches, which is the best part. At some stage during the night, I tried to wash all my shirts as well, uh, but with shower gel, and they were like, they were like crunchy, and I was like, "Oh, what Aww. the fuck's happened?" So I was just like, "All right, I'm just leaving." And uh, I just like got a train. I went to Northern Italy. For a little while, and then I like, I got real paranoid that they were coming after me. And <laughs> I got to this place called Monfalcone, where a train at midnight leaves to Budapest, right? Every other day of the week, but it takes like nineteen hours to get to Budapest. It goes like through Ubliana and like all through. The, it, there's one like really direct route if you just go like Italy, Vienna, Budapest, and I was like this train, <laughs> and I didn't book a seat on it, and I was just I just sat in it for like a day, and I finally got to Budapest, and like I was just like hidden hot bats for a while till the paranoia left me. <laughs> Sweating, so, sweating all yeah, the drugs uh, out. it was it was terrifying. It oh was terrifying. God. So how old were you when that when that happened? Um, I was living in the apartment at the time. But if I ever got, it used to be like my reaction. If I got really stressed out by anything, I just left the country. I didn't care how much money I had or what I had to do. I was just like, I get to the airport and I'm like, I'm just going. Wow. And, um, so yeah, I used to just leave. Where, where, what, do you remember the first time you did that? Um, done it after my grandmother died. I, I first time I done it though, I think I went to France when I was like sixteen. Just randomly, I got like really pissed off, and I end I end, I end up flying into like Beauvais, which is the airport that's not anywhere near Paris for Paris, <laughs> and I was there, and I only had uh, fifty quid on me, and I, I didn't have any like anywhere to go. I just wandered around, and that's a much scarier city to wander around, especially when you're really young. Okay. Like this was actually I no, I had like I had sixty pounds on me. That was it. And I hadn't changed anything. Oh, Irish and this, yeah, this was back in the this, day, yeah, right? yeah, this was before currency change and wow. stuff. And um, it was a bit terrifying. And I just came home. I'd gone to Brussels. I got. I'd gotten arrested in Brussels when I was fifteen, at like a G eight summit thing. I accidentally, 
I was part of the so- <laughs> I was in the so- I accidentally <laughs> I was good. in the Socialist Workers Party when I was like 14 I was re- I'd read loads of like Lenin and so I was mad about politics when I was super young right and you used to get the bus to G8 summits to protest depending on where they were that right. was the cheapest way but I accidentally got, I missed the bus with the Socialist Workers Party and I ended up going on the bus with a bunch of anarchists over and obviously got into the bad part of the protest and I got arrested and shipped home. Jesus. Yeah. But I was only a kid. And you made your way over to Brussels on your own? And, uh, no, there's a bus that went over. Right, yeah, you right. Got the bus. Oh, so you got a few the bus, people from Ireland? The, yeah, yeah, ferry to La Havre. Um, wow. Ross there to that, yeah. So you I, see, they drove across to have a protest at the G8 summit, yeah. Fuck me, man. <laughs> it was a, I, I, I blame Lenin yeah, on all me of that. Too. And Ingalls. And, and, and Yoko Ono. <laughs> yeah. Pro- yeah. <laughs> no, I... Uh, yeah. Fuck me, man. My, my family moved from Cork to Dublin when I was 14 and mm. I one day decided, fuck this. And I, I got the train back to Cork and I didn't <laughs> tell anyone. And you're fucking off to Brussels and the south of Spain. And yeah, I just... I just um, yeah. I never I never felt like they, they'd mind if I went anywhere, you know? Who's they? Your parents. Your parents. Right. You know? Because you, you said at a point your dad got kicked out and then your mom wasn't around for a Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. She was like that around that time as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, like from... When I was 12, I started, like, caring for my brother and sister for right. a long time. I, that's when I, st- I stopped kind of sleeping. That's how I actually afford to do all my work now. It's kind of worked out. But, yeah, I just used to stay up watching, like, mission. I was afraid to go to sleep because we were at home alone. Yeah. I get really paranoid. Yeah. Uh, so I just stayed up. But, obviously, I got, like, really angry and really upset. I was a teenager, like, super stressed out. Mm. And uh, when my mom came back, she just didn't want to kind of deal with that. So she kind of horsed me out. <laughs> She didn't want to deal with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being this angry teenager at the time, you know. Right. So yeah, I quit. Sc- I got kicked out of school. And what uh, age? I've uh, into fifth year now. Right. There, thereabouts. Uh, yeah, I've done two fifth years, and I went to a new school. I put myself back into school. Um, another school in Finglas. How do you do that? Uh well, I was I I was kind of when you're in primary school, they kind of spot you for like maybe. They, they used to call them after school groups, but they were mm. always for like kind of volatile kids, you know. Mm-hmm. All the other ones I went there with, I worked it out as an adult. I was like, oh my god, they knew, <laughs> they knew, um, and I was, and they got me back in the Finglas Youth Service to a school. But I was, I was responsible for myself, right? So when I did my go to you, school, did you have a, did you have an address at your at your family home at that point? Uh, no, no, I used I f- used the youth services office. Okay, and I kind of just stayed with friends and stuff. Fuck. Yeah, kind of pop back and back home to my dad's every now and then. He lived with my grandmother and mm. grandfather by that time, so I just stayed there. And then, but over over the years, we all ended up living at one at one stage. We were in this like two up, two down house in Finglas. Yeah, and it was like me, my brother, my sister, my uncle, my dad, and my grandparents. I was like, all right, we live like one of those poor families I've seen on television. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, and usually when. That kind of shit happens in people's lives. Like I, like I didn't have it that bad, but yeah. I ended up in trouble with the drugs and all that kind of yeah, stuff as well. Yeah. And did it end up going down that? Yeah, road I, I drank loads. Uh, I, I, I love drugs and I loved alcohol. They are like, like when they're good, they're yeah. yeah. I like. Yeah, I remember. I remember a few years ago when my sister was like a teenager. My mom came to me. She was like, "Oh, tell your sister about drugs." And I was like, "What am I supposed to tell her that they're great?" <laughs> I was like, "I never had a bad experience yeah. in drugs. I damaged, I damaged my liver from drinking, and I." Eroded my stomach lining mm, from al- over that, alcohol, yeah. so now I don't drink much of anything at all. I only drink a few beers in the summer. Yeah. Kind of have like little rules, 
and uh, kind of I don't do drugs anymore. Yeah. But like I've no objection to doing drugs. Kind of we went to Berlin myself and Pete like last year and going for a dance. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only it's the only time uh, we me and Pete have ever. Pete doesn't drink either. Yeah, but Pete can't drink. It'll kill yeah. him. And yeah. but like he also loves drugs. Yeah, and we're both quite good on drugs. We just enjoy ourselves. Yeah. So um, and we'd never done drugs together, and we kind of spent a lot of time together. Mm. And uh, so we've done it twice together now. It's been the best. <laughs> My thing about drugs is that I'm, you know, you get high, you literally get high, but I'm up there high going, mm-hmm. look how far down it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't fucking take it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and did you just, was there a moment of just like, that stop, drawing a line under the drugs? Um, Something happened? No, no, nothing ever happened. Kind of just, like I was saying, I do drugs and I'm, I'm perfectly functional on them. Mm. Like I, the whole time I worked in like Fallon and Burn, I was pretty much like hallucinating. I really like I really like hallucinogens, and uh, yeah. But then if I was going dancing, I like I like like to take some then. But other than that, no. I just I got to twenty two and I was like fucking. I was I was furious from like twelve to twenty two. I was just like angry and I was an asshole and mm. I I hated myself. And like I hadn't talked to my mom from when I was fifteen till I was twenty two. I was just I didn't speak to her. Actually, me and my me and my brother never. My brother still doesn't speak to her. Um, but I just decided to not be that person anymore at like 22 I just stopped being angry I was mm. just like no this is the worst version I can ever be of myself so I just stopped it all like I was actually like I was aggressive everything I just turned it all off I was just like you you just decided on your own because like yeah, yeah, nowadays one day I was just like no I can't, not, can't be that person no social services no counselling yeah no no, 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 no I, I hate it I, I yeah. push back so vigorously against it it never really worked well for me yeah um and yeah, I never, never took like I they they gave me like I, I ended up in I was in St Pat's for like I tried to take my own life when I was like fifteen. I ended up in St Pat's for the summer, six months nearly. And I was on like antipsychotics and antidepressants, and I never felt like right. Obviously, mm. you don't feel right. Um, and then um, I stopped. Actually, I never took another prescription medicine till this year. This year, from like the age of fifteen oh, you, till you now, did- I didn't take anything. Do you kn- I only ever took illegal drugs and never any legal drugs. Yeah, so what my problem, my main problem with drugs, and I yeah. ended up in psychiatric and blanche, was the yeah. prescription stuff. Yeah. And I decided one day to start to completely yeah. stop taking them, and yeah. I was very fucking sick for a couple of yeah. months after that. Yeah, yeah. But it was weird that nobody told me, but I just had this thing that this isn't... That this isn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. These my, aren't right for me. Yeah, so I just... No matter what the doctor is telling me. Yeah. I just know. stopped taking everything. Do you feel any then, like... Because I went and worked for charities after that and worked yeah. for, uh, you know, I felt a duty. Somebody helped me out of a hole. I felt a duty to kind of go back and yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. people because I'd been through it. Surely this would be helpful to other people. Did you yeah. ever feel any duty or was it? No, I guess I, like, I, did, I, did, I did do it by myself. I just chose to. Yeah. And I I probably didn't do it as well as I could have. If I probably had done it with some help. Yeah. I, I probably still to this day, uh, when I was running Grill Grill it, like we'd be doing like 150 people person meals. And th- this is with no culinary experience. Like, no one ever taught me how to cook. And no one ever taught me how to cook for, like, 150 people. Mm. I just decided one day, I was just like, someone asked me, I was like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> you know? And um, I have this thing, which I used to think was, like, a physical problem. Mm. I, 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 I gag. But I, I realized, like, maybe only, like, two years ago that I was actually just, like, shoving, like, layers of anxiety down so much about things that my body was just like, what You're the fuck are you gone. doing? Yeah, stop stressing yourself out. Really? And I didn't even realize I was stressing myself out. 
Is this when I knew you? you yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like so much at that time. Because I used to be, <laughs> I used to be jealous of you all the time. You're always smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I just, I just, I just ended up. I was just like bottled it, and yeah. So I've been trying to deal with that for like the last two years, actually. Right. It's been all right. So but now I still, still like, year. yeah, I'll, I'll work myself silly. Yeah. But now it's just that one job, which is kind of actually easy. Have you found that the relationship with Brian and the and the new project coming up in the uh, in the last year for you? Mm. It's obviously a bit of a, a clean slate and new. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's like I've never I never felt responsible for anything because mm. it was only me, and it's that's done a lot of damage. And um, I kind of when my dad died, I had this way of dealing with grief where I don't really I don't get sad. Mm. Like 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 last time I cried, I was like twelve years old, mm. and that's like. Shut off. I actually, actually, that's a lie. I cried like two weeks ago for the first time since I was 12. Had like a big blowout argument with Cathy and it just came out of me. I was like, holy fuck. Wow. I can cry. <laughs> yeah, my dad, when I was 12, took all my teddy bears away from me. I, I fucking used to love them. I had loads of them. And he was like, I started crying. He's like, stop. I just stopped. And I was just like, it never turned back on. Shit. So like, I felt, re- I felt real guilt about it. I never felt sad about it, obviously. Um, like when he died, I was like, I know I'm not, I, I can't, I'm not being, I went to work the next day. I was working in a market at the time. I just went in, I was just like, no, it's grand, he's dead. Yeah, that happens. And I, I never, I, I still, I made jokes about it. And then I never felt sad that he died. And then I just started feeling real guilty that I didn't feel sad that he died. And I couldn't, um, couldn't like make that work properly as mm. like, I felt, I was like, because who are you feeling guilty to? Only yourself, really. Yeah. So I used to, like, just do damaging things. I used to, like, getting arrested. Pier Street Garda Station, I've been in there. Um, Shout so out like, to the boys down yeah, there. Yeah, they're so sound. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> I've never had a bad experience with a guard. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm very polite when they arrest me as well. I'm like, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> but, like, I burned loads of bridges and I affected loads of relationships. Like... Like you wouldn't like maybe you weren't even like I'm barred from all the body tonic venues, mm. you know stuff like that. You know, mm. barred from Fallenburn. And I used to work there, and I always, I always. How, how's is it? You're still barred there now? There's no. I've, I I respect that I'm not allowed to go in there. I've okay. never tried it. I've never asked. I wouldn't want to put anyone else in a situation. Yeah. But I kind of like worked it out. I like affecting relationships I have with people and I, I, in the way that like, all right, I'll just ruin my friendship with you because I feel sad or guilty. Mm. It, made, it made no sense. I obviously. So you're saying rather than express the pain that you're Yeah, yourself, I have you hate me. Some, okay. Yeah. Right. So like I done it, I done it in that manner and I done that for years and uh, it happened when I was in 3FV with Colin and I messed up big time. And that's when um, Trev... Had uh, brought it up, and that's when I got barred from body tonic and stuff. And then uh, I was just like, Yeah, and like Colin was like fucking amazing. He was just like, Come on, we go for a walk and we're gonna talk about this because it can go one of two ways. Kind of like, So, what happened just so people know? Um, or what well, <laughs> the list? <laughs> no, Places. no, I don't mean <laughs> no, no, but just, I'd, I'd either like, steal, you'd have I, I'd, yeah, I like, I never. It was always damaging to me. I never, I like, I'd never steal money or something like that. I'd never something silly it was sillier even mm. like i i just ordered things just to use or like i was still running grill griller when i was working in trafe and maybe i just like i just ordered in crap right. used it for my events but never to profit i didn't charge people then either right. just wanted to get myself in trouble and ruin this relationship right and uh, like, i robbed a bunch of celeriacs from Fallon and burn that's when i got arrested 
And like, but found the, the found the world. The I worked there that. for like three years, and like, I had friend like a whole three floors of friends, you know, yeah. that are just gone then because of that. Really? So there's uh, well, no, no loads of them. T- no, no, loads of them talk to me and. Yeah. You know, it's easier to hate the owners of Fallon and Burn than it is to hate me. You know, because <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. as nice. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I never, I never done it to profiteer from it, and I just done it to damage these relationships. Mm. And that was like my pushback, as I, how I grieved for my dad was just to be like in trouble all the time. But um, I didn't realize like how much it would damage my relationship with Robin at the time. You know, because mm. obviously I had to pay back what I had done, mm. and that was with this business that I had set up with my partner. Which is not cool, you know? Yeah. And then that was like a consequence that I hadn't even kind of thought about at the time. All I thought about was this hurts me and yeah, it hurts you, but it actually doesn't hurt the person I love. And I don't know why it didn't click. Mm. And then it did and I stopped. But I stopped because I think Colin was just like, look, this is not on. This is not going to lead to anywhere. And he was never angry. He was never... He never looked for revenge or anything, you know what I mean? Where well, he could have, or he could have could have went and shouted about it and done da- done damage to me further. But he was like, look, don't come into 3 fe We'll sort it out. Pay me back what you owe me. And uh, yeah, and we didn't talk for a while. We had like a little falling out about other things as well. That kind of had happened at the same time, actually, and they just kind of came together. Like Pete had quit 3 fe as well, and he was unhappy. Um, and we vented towards someone else that we had mutual friendship with and then obviously it snowballed because of this combination thing so we didn't, I didn't talk to him and then one day I was like sitting in the fumbling and he texted me he's like are we still mates and I was like yeah of course he's like come over for a coffee so and I just cycled <laughs> across the tree of E and that's been it like he comes it. into the shop and we're like mates right but yeah like it's fucking I, I love doing the damage <laughs> but I haven't done a single thing since then he was like look go see therapist or like try to get help and I tried that for a little while and it helped a bit but then when I worked out what really helped me was like started building bikes again just cycling I do like 75 kilometers a day just work it all out you know wow. go swimming in the sea mm-hmm. so yeah well that that whole year of foraging and doing that work I like got up at like four a.m. 4 every day, cycled to the 40 foot, went swimming, cycled home, made breakfast. Wow. Just kept cycling, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of sorted me out. What about the, you mentioned Robin in the middle of all that. How did it affect the, that um, relationship? She was already in Japan by the time I was in 3FE. Right. Um, yeah, none of that ever really affected our relationship um, for the most part, to be honest. Uh, the, the Fallon and Burn thing did because she was here and like she saw it all happen in front of her and like I, so actually <laughs> the day I'd done that to Fallon and Burn um, I actually had a meal on that night for the Hunting Gather Girls in Henrietta Street oh, yeah. I was in like a cell for three hours and no one could call me and like I was about to feed like 50 people that night and uh, still done it wow <laughs> I got out and I was like, fuck, all right, better get to work. <laughs> Legged it across town. I got to Henrietta Street. Um, yeah, in time, served everybody. Slariac soup. <laughs> it was Christmas. It was um, the first first weekend, first week of December. But yeah, still. But like, I this did that, that's been me my whole life. Like, I, I will function under all the stresses in the world. Like, I, I got out and I was like, I called Robin. I called my sister first and I was like, look, I need you to go to Fallon and Burn and pick me up my venison that's there. Because <laughs> my sister also worked there. That's right, yeah. 
she worked there when I didn't work there, and she worked there when I got barred from there. Right. Um. So as I called him, I called the butcher there, Brett, and he was just like, I actually think about him all the time. He goes, "Look, I don't think less of you, but I never want to speak to you again." That's why that was the first thing he said to me on the phone, and I was like, "All right." But can my sister get the venison? <laughs> because I have a job to do. <laughs> and have you talked to him since? Uh, yeah, we've been into each other and stuff. But, you know, uh, yeah, he's like, he's super Australian butcher. He's an amazing chef right. who ended up as a butcher there. Um, but, yeah, never about it or anything like that. And it's, it's like, relationships maybe with, like, the older guys that are there, like Declan, who's head of security, who would have had to go through it, like, like, we're not friends anymore. And we would have been quite good friends at yeah. the time. And like he's much older. Um, I'm not even sure if he's still there. The likes of Brett, where the younger people kind of just didn't give a fuck. Right, right. You know, they still chat to me and stuff, and they still do because the coffee community is based through there as well. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I still went and done the event, made celeriac soup with different celeriac. Do you think how much of this do you think is down to age as well, and that you kind of go through enough things in life that you yeah, just I go? think so. Yeah. But then yeah, because but like I was still doing this with, like when I was running Grill Grill, like this is not like that long ago. All right, right. You know, I'm running Grill Grill for six years. Like mm. this is, I set it up after my dad passed away. So that's 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 the period of time, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, but I guess no, no other major life things have happened. So maybe I'm all right for the moment. <laughs> it's an interesting. You're an interesting chef as well from the point of view that you don't. You have never staged anywhere, which is the, no. the, the term for uh, for chefs who go and work for free in restaurants to learn. You know, I mean, I've done a, I've done a bit, but like in in restaurants to learn mm. as well. But you've never done that. You've done your own thing. You've yeah. self taught. You've you're going around Dublin for a year foraging, finding out what you can eat from. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what's yeah. what's I, foraging in Dublin like? Do you know what I mean? What do you find there's, that you can there's eat? So much stuff. I think me and Pete kind of kept an ongoing weight tally of what we got. I think within the year we like we had over like four hundred kilos of things collected. Four hundred kilos of yeah. stuff from the streets of Dublin. Yeah, literally from the street. <laughs> yeah. Or other people ate for that matter. <laughs> and they weren't scraping inside a tato pack. No. We're talking like Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Lo- like loads of stuff. Weeds. Uh, we got well, like there's loads, like loads of wild fennel, loads of apples. Like big thing that I think we found that we we're happy about was sumac. We use loads of sumac and now right. in the cafe we use loads of sumac because of it. Um, loads of like chickweed, wild garlic, obviously three cornered leek, uh, blackberries. Just like uh, Alexander's, we found like loads of wild pea plants down by uh, Bull Island, and like we got sea buckthorn down there. Everything we just we just went everywhere and cycled. And we had over the years we've had Robin illustrate different maps for people wow. to use. Yeah, we got like fifty kilos of hazelnuts, you know, which like when you think you have to buy that, like. Yeah, there's a lot of work and stuff, but yeah, it's worth it. But <laughs> so, where do, where can we get the maps? Where do we get the info? Um, Have you got a book out? Have you done? No, <laughs> Are you gonna do They're it? They're on the internet, right? Yeah, I never, I never looked. They're it. on the internet. I think you can buy a better version off Robin, but there is like free ones. Okay, right, right. <laughs> Maybe that's something you should do, Kev. Do a foraging book for Dublin. The effort. Ah, me I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like. Um, I done tree walking tours for New Year's Eve festival or whatever it's called. NYE. Oh, right. or NYF. That's it. From Fisborough to Stevens Green, and talked about the seasons and how you could forage along this walk. And then for Airbnb, we done one that was the coast of Dublin, from like Hote to Bray. Wow, nice one. Hote to Bray. Yeah. So 
We've now got Meet Me in the Morning <laughs> turning into, which is the cafe that you took part took over, which is uh, now becoming a restaurant. Yeah, well, yeah, um, wine bar, wine Rest- bar, restaurant. Too much connotations to people actually have to eat food when they come there. We don't. We, it's going to be very casual. Wine bar with we're, small plates. Yeah, we're calling right. it Mim. Mim. M M I M. Down in what's the name of the street? Pleasant Street. Pleasant Street, just yeah. off Camden Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've d- you're doing a bit a few pop ups between now. Yeah, and we have like Christmas. obviously whenever this comes out, but yeah, we're gonna have like Beaujolais voting on with like Cavu again, which is just like this four n- four natural Beaujolais Nouveaux in November. Nice. So that that's the next thing. Other than that, we have nothing planned. Probably obviously do stuff in December because people will be asking us. It's exciting uh, times for the. Uh, it is the food industry, not the hospitality. Like, cause yeah. it, it, like, I, I went for three and a half years and I come back and I'm like, fucking hell. It's changed. It has. We've, and moved, the, we've moved on from hot dogs to wine licenses. We've moved on. I mean, <laughs> not that there was anything wrong with that cave. No. <laughs> I, but like, we've had the same, it's the same ethos. It's just expanded. Like, like I set up News of the Curd only to showcase Irish food. Yeah. That was the, that was and that's the real. quite a specific thing about Mim as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all of Meet Me in the Morning, the entire menu, unless it's like the rice. Is, and then the goat meal the other night was 100% Irish ingredients. There was nothing that people consumed other than the wine that hadn't come from here. How do you find the struggle, though, with introducing Irish customers to new to new bits of food? Uh, uh, or is it, or is it is that uh, natural I, I change think, I think I think Meet Me in the Mornings worked well because even before I was there, the guys done their own thing. And if you wanted to eat it, you ate it. And if you didn't, there's a million other places on Camden Street you can go to. Yeah. And they've always done it. And then, yeah, I came on and maybe we made it a little bit more niche. Mm. But we're busier than we were then. And Out the door when, we, when pe- I was in people, there with you. Yeah. It's rammed. You know, people come in and they, they, they find it interesting. When is the wine bar open full time? January, hopefully. January. Yeah. New year. New year. If this is out by then, folks, <laughs> go to meet me in the morning on Pleasance Lane Street. off Camden. Pleasant Street <laughs> off Camden Street. Nice one for coming in, man. No worries. Pleasure as always. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having some dinner soon. Yeah, we should do that. We should do that. Maybe we'll Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.